Welcome to New Pod. New Pod. New Pod. New Pod. Presented by NotFest.com. Primer 55 bassist Joshua Toomey and War Machine merch mastermind Ro Coley bring you a weekly dose of all things new. Album deep dives, news, interviews. This is New Pod. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of New Pod here on NotFest.com. As always, I'm Joshua Toomey. That is Ro Coley, and this week I sat down with Maddie Mullins of Memphis Made Fire. We dove into his top five new metal albums, so that'll be a fun chat once we get to it. Yep. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of get into a little bit more of the uh, the talk about the the surroundings of me going and meeting up with Maddie. But uh, but Ro, man, what's been going on with you? Well, uh, we got a, a bunch of good and and some bad, unfortunately, going on here. Unfortunately, uh, a, a friend of ours here in the scene in los angeles passed away uh a couple months ago and uh we we only found out about it very recently i actually found out about it during metal fest so uh it was on the sunday of metal fest is when i found out and it kind of uh knocked the wind out of me uh his name was aaron zawinski he was a great dude uh just a, a killer guy uh knew how to play bass knew how to play drums knew how to play he was a killer guitar player in los angeles and north hollywood we had a a, a thing called a, a rock uh karaoke which is live band metal karaoke nice. and so you could sign up to play guitar you could sign up to play bass drums sing whatever and uh, i would always get up and sing and aaron uh typically was either playing bass or playing guitar on my songs and so me and him always had a really fun like live chemistry and just it was he was just like he was just a good kid like honestly he could have been one of my street teamers at roadrunner i care I, I cared about him just as much as i do about my street teamers who i who i love to death unfortunately he passed away he was living in vegas he he got into a car accident and uh and he passed away but they didn't know like where uh like who's next of kin was they didn't know anything and so i was basically the second person who got the news from his oh, former wow. roommate i'll tell you something the reason I, I i bring it up i mean a you know he was a good he was a great dude like i said great musician but man this kid loved his new metal you know uh in just about every picture you'll see of him if you go on his uh, facebook uh, uh it's him with a flaw beanie that he always wore i very 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 rarely saw him without it and he was just a huge Deftones fan, a huge Flaw fan, and just loved all of the the late '90s, early 2000s new metal stuff. Um, but you know, at at the wake we just had a couple of days ago, um, it was actually we, somebody told a really funny story where he had like 14 warrants, and so they would only let you do three warrants at a time in Los Angeles County for whatever reason. Okay. And uh, and so they went, uh, and so his former roommate went with him. The judge kind of was like, "Hey." Um, I've, I've seen you recently. And he was like, yeah, I've got to do these, you know, do it three at a time. And so she calls the friend and him and the bailiff, I think, into her her chambers. And she's like, all right, so what's going on? What do you do? And he was like, well, you know, when I was homeless, I had all these issues and we had these things that happened. And he's like, but I, I play music. And she basically told him. It's like I think uh, I think they showed him like showed them like video of him playing or maybe he played something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but the bailiff and the uh, judge went 
concentrate on music and they wiped away all 11 of his warrants. <laughs> wow. So that's literally what he did. He dove so deeply into it that it was just like, it was, it, and I mean, when, when I would go to skinnies, he would be up there playing bass and, and singing and doing like Ace of Spades. Um, there's video of him doing uh, some Deftone songs. I think he was doing seven, sec- uh, seven words rather. Um, there's, there's video of, of him. Uh, we, we did a kiss tribute night and he got up there and played, played a uh, bass on a bunch of songs uh, there's some pictures of me with him. We're both painted up, you know, uh, and he was just, you know, he was just a good kid. And it was, it was super tragic and he was 39. And wow. uh, I just, I just want to say rest in, rest in power uh, to Aaron Zawinski. You know, we we're all going to miss him. We were, when we're, we're in the process of starting up a new metal live band karaoke thing. And I was really, really hoping that he was going to be there and be just as big a part of it as, uh, as he was for the last one. And uh, and now, uh, unfortunately, every every show we do is basically going to be kind of a tribute to him also. So, it, yeah, man, that's tough, man. That, yeah. that is tough. Um, that's just tough to lose anybody, especially at 39, man. That, that you know, yeah, it was that that is a, a tough age to go. Yeah, he he moved from L.A. to Vegas kind of to save money and stuff like that. And he, you know, he would post some funny stuff about just weird shit that happened in Vegas. And we tried to meet up a few times and it just didn't kind of gel but I'm always in Vegas. So I was like, I oh, will get together. At some yeah. Point. Right. You know, but, um, but yeah, so it, it is unfortunate. There's actually during the wake also, uh, which was a real tearjerker was, uh, him playing, um, uh, what's it called, um, wild horses by rolling. Stones. Okay. Yeah. Um, is that the name of the song or is there more to it? Or I think it's just wild horses and it's him doing it on an acoustic guitar. And it was just so soulful and so beautiful. And just, you really felt the heart from this kid coming out in the song and, and just, you know, all of us just being, there wasn't a dry eye in the house, you know, and everybody was, was, was really feeling it. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, that Aaron was a, a good dude and yeah. uh, we're all going to, we're all going to fucking miss him. That, that, that kid had some serious promise. And uh, I, I really wish she could have gone a little bit further, but um, but yeah, I mean, this is just a tragic situation. So, rest in peace, Aaron. We all miss you, and we love you. So that's well, that. we'll kind of piggyback on the flaw beanie, man. Um, I, I saw a posting the other day for a uh, Louisville loves new. Uh, I guess they're going to do a new metal night where all the local bands do, you know, obviously a new metal set. You know, right. they all, everybody gets up and does a couple of system of a down songs and deft tones and whatnot. And I'm like, dude, if somebody needs to be a part of Louisville loves new, it is me. Right. So I saw, I knew a couple of the guys that are, are playing in it. So I reached out. I'm like, nothing gets more Louisville new metal than a guy that was in primer 55. <laughs> you know, like, so, uh, so ho- hopefully what? <laughs> I was saying that guy. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Yeah. No, the, um, so I, I'm, going to attempt to try to you know uh bum rush the stage at some point on uh on the louisville loves new night nice and, uh, and see what happens get up and play a few tunes you know it's funny i just heard about a system of a down tribute band that's out here called system of a clown where they nice. all dress up as clowns and play system <laughs> songs i'm like fuck i gotta go and see these guys <laughs> <laughs> too fun man well uh, i i recently interviewed maddie mullins um basically what happened is he was actually in town for an emo night which is funny um but it's at a bar that's actually not too far from my house on the indiana side of of where i live so literally you know this is a bar we go to every once in a while and we always say it's called losers eight one two and and every time we go we're like if we were in our 20s this would where we you know we would live we would be here every night and hanging out and uh, i did my actually i interviewed flaw there uh, a couple of the guys from flaw came out and we actually did an album deep dive on the talk to me episode a while back 
Very cool. Uh, and kind of like live in front of an audience and things like that. So I see, I see that Maddie's coming and uh, remade in misery was my number one album of 2022. So, you know, by Memphis may fire reached out to the publicist, got it all worked out. And, um, and so I, you know, when I saw that he was coming in town for the, it's the one year anniversary of the bar, they were doing a big emo night. And oh, nice. uh, I've interviewed Maddie before, and I know he has a little bit of a new metal fandom in him. So I, I was like, we're going to squeeze, squeeze this one in kind of like the last week's Megan target episode with a uh, vexed, not necessarily new metal band, but you know, some new metal tendencies. Right. Uh, so I met up with Maddie at the hotel. He's like, can we just do it at the hotel, uh, hotel lobby? And uh, we will, uh, because the, you know, the bar is going to be too loud. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I was kind of bummed when he said that because losers looks cool. So there's a lot of cool nooks and crannies. Oh, right, we could have right. had a cool background. And I walk in and I look over to my right as soon as we walk in. And there are these two chairs sitting on each side of a fireplace. And I was like, too perfect. Man. Right. <laughs> so, so I walk up to the front desk and I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to do a quick interview with one of your guests. Do you mind if I do it right here? And they're like, no, that's fine. I was like, is it okay if I move some chairs around and kind of set the scene? And she's like, no, go, you know, no problem. Go for it. And uh, I'm looking at this fireplace. It's, a, and it's one of those uh, gas, you know, probably has a remote kind of fireplace. Right. Uh, and I walk up, I walk back over to him. Like, is there any way we can get this fireplace on? And she's like, well, it is summertime. So we haven't had that thing on in a long time, but I'll call maintenance and find out. So like maintenance comes down and he comes down, he's tattooed up and, you know, six foot five, just this ginormous dude. And he's like, what band is it? And I was like, a band called Memphis may fire. And he's like, all right. So he goes away. And I guess he went and looked them up and came back and he turned the fireplace on and he, he actually went and talked to the hotel and I guess upgraded to the, you know, the suite or whatever. He's like, we can't have that guy staying in a regular room. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, not a lot of rock stars probably coming through the, uh, you know, the Sheridan or whatever it was over there by the, uh, the over by the bar. But, it was a cool, everybody there was great and sat down with Maddie for about 20 minutes and, uh, and did a fun interview, man. So I, I had a great time with it. That'll be fun. Yeah. And after the interview, we actually went over to the bar for new metal night. Right. <clears throat> and it's Friday. I worked all day. I got to work on Saturday and you know, I had heard he was supposed to be there at nine. So we get over there a little bit before nine, you know, we grab a couple of drinks, grab some food, and we're sitting there and we're sitting there and it's getting closer to 10. And I asked the guy I know that works there. I'm like, Hey, what time is he supposed to, you know, supposed to do his thing. And they're like, Oh, it's going to be closer to 10, 10 30. And it hit about 10 15. And we were both yawning <laughs> and just like, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, right. So as much as I wanted to stay and see Maddie do the emo night, I, we actually, I think headed out about 10 30. I was like, man, I am a thousand years old. I'm over there just like, <laughs> right. I'm like oh, hey, hanging on by a thread. 30. <laughs> You're gonna catch the, the 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 early bird special at Denny's too. Yeah, I got to get home to you know catch the the late news or something. You know, right? You got Matlock on DVR or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's it to you? Yeah, right. So what if I got an AARP membership? What else? <laughs> I get into movies on on a discount. But no, it was uh, it was a fun interview. Great to see Maddie. Um, you know, like I said, remade in misery, my favorite album from last year. Nice. And uh, they actually just recently put out a new a new video from the album. And uh, if you if you were to watch it, you would think it was like Terminator Two budget. Like it's <laughs> crazy looking. And really? he, he kind of breaks down the video in the. Uh, how they made it in the uh, in the interview. I, I'm always surprised lately when I see videos and I'm I'm like, this 
seems a lot higher budget than I <laughs> and can afford. I'm like, where? But you know, I mean, you know, computer, computer CGI, and and yeah. that is just it's so much more commonplace than it ever was. So, you know, you can do so much more with so little. I mean, Lord knows there's a there's a kid that goes to the school that my wife is at. Uh, uh, he's only like 12, 13, and he takes Marvel the, uh, trailers and redoes them as stop action Lego versions of the trailer. <laughs> and when wow. I saw it, I was like, I'm like, wait, this is this is like a 12 year old doing this. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, with who? He's like, and my wife was like himself. <laughs> like it's the most I'm seriously when you see these trailers like these like Lego minifigure trailers just reenacting the entire Marvel trailer you would think that this kid had you know 15 people under him all working together and it's just him so it, it is kind of incredible the stuff that people can can do now you know with a limited budget and make it look fucking huge so we uh speaking of kind of that world I actually took my son to see the flash Oh. And, I, and I know the kid playing the Flash is not the best kid ever, and all this other nonsense. Fucking hit all the nostalgia points. Nice, though, I still like, need to see it. Like Jesus Christ, man! Like I had just, I had just listened to like a five-part Stan Lee podcast, which obviously I know two different things, but but uh, but my brain was kind of back in comic books and you know all the stuff over the years, and obviously Marvel and DC, obviously the rivalry over the years, because they were, you know, and that was brought up a lot, was, you know, Batman over the years and Superman over the years and things like that. So just to to see, like, everything they threw into this movie, which I kind of thought after watching it, I'm like, why wasn't this more publicized? Like, how much Michael Keaton Batman's in it? You know, like, it's a lot. (laughs) And and some of the the cameos I've heard about also were pretty, pretty big deals, so... Kind of, I, I'm definitely curious to see it. I, I I need to try and try and sneak it in this weekend. Uh, yeah. Last week we did a double feature of uh, Transformers and and Spider Man. So nice. it's like after like being in a theater for like five hours, you're like, okay, right. I think that's good for me for a minute. Like, let me take a second. Yeah, so. we did. Uh, we did Back to the Future on Father's Day. Nice. We did Spider the Into the Spider Verse maybe the weekend before that. We just did the Flash, and yeah, I, I still need to see the new Transformers. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm all about the movies. I love the movies. I don't want yeah, me care. too. Yeah, me too. Anytime I hear somebody talking talking shit about it, I'm just like, you know what? Anytime I get to see like transformers, like transform the way they do in these movies, I don't care if it's Michael Bay or freaking whoever directs them. I don't really care. I just think it's the coolest shit ever. Yeah. I, I mean, that. I will say like as a kid that grew up on transformers and loved the transformers, didn't really care for the, the, the Michael Bay Transformers. Oh, really? the way I, they, I don't like the, like the way they looked. I didn't like the way they transformed. Uh, <laughs> like, totally you know, at all. Except yeah. for the third movie. The third movie I thought was garbage. But other than that, but this one I think is 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 really cool. I'm sorry, we're getting off topic. But no, no, no. I mean, the, the Bumblebee movie. I love the Bumblebee. That movie. was good. Actually, yeah. that was really good too. <laughs> so, I, I thought this one was cool though. I thought yeah. I, I liked the. Uh, you know, it, it kind of follow like like instead of having like your Sam Witwicky, you know, uh, or or one of these kind of you know character character arcs. The the the, the humans that were in this, I thought were actually super likable and relatable and fun to actually kind of be around. Yeah. You know, they yeah. didn't, they didn't, it didn't feel like, Oh, let's cast a sexy bombshell as the female lead or any, you know, it was, I mean, it was just, it was just cool. I thought it was, it, it just worked. Nice. And then the, the, the post there, it's not really a post credit scene. It's just kind of like before the end credits or like kind of like right after the first set of credits. Um, there's a scene that, blew my mind so i'm not going to tell you what it is but it made me <laughs> right. excruciatingly happy 
So, All right, I'll definitely have to check it out now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I did want to kind of give a state of the pod, uh, kind of kind of a, a update. You know, Ro and I really haven't had a chance to like talk about the episodes because we've been diving into so much stuff, and and even the last week's Megan Target interview, like we, that was supposed to be twenty five minutes. We <laughs> talked for now. I actually talked to the publicist afterwards, and she was like, "I hope she didn't blow off all the European press she was supposed to do after you guys," but. Because I guess she was in a press junket, but she just kept going, and she could have said kept, no. <laughs> I kept watching <laughs> the time, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, like yeah, me too. I was I'm like, like, all right, she um, keeps, she kept going, and she kept going. She never even once, you know, said sorry, I need to go, or we need to wrap this up. Right. It was straight talking. So, so but you know, but, I think I think that's a testament to that to that particular episode too. Yeah. That I think she was having a really good time, you know, yeah. and I think I think for her, you know, I think that's that's. Uh, a better feeling for her than necessarily watching the clock. So I I, I applaud her for that. And I thank her for that because uh, I thought that was like really one of the, one of the fun interviews, one of the more fun interviews that we've done in my opinion, you know, I feel like we really really cracked, cracked into something really, really cool. Yeah. A lot of great feedback on that one too. So yeah. 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 So that that was a cool one. Even you know, going back to Mike Sarkeesian, obviously friend of both of ours, and you know that was a two hour episode of, of uh, just a lot of talking and um and you know, the 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 John Wysocki episode that you know that was a great one. Then that was one where going into it, you're like, yeah, we could do a stained record. And then after we get done, I was like, get God, man, that, that record had so many hits and that record. Yeah. And that was, that was what, that was one of my favorite parts about that interview too, was, you know, and about all of these interviews is really going back and really listening to something like, you know, Hydecalysis is just such a, that record is so like, with so much more brutal than people really yeah. give it credit for too, you know? And so it was, it was cool to talk to Mike cause he's been a friend of mine since God fucking 97 or something like that. Uh, you know, so that was really cool. But but the Waisaki one, you know, when it came to stand, I, I dug their their first record and the, the second record was really cool. But it's like at that point, it was like I said, it was the glut of, of all of it all at once yeah. at that time. So it kind of was like, OK, stayed next, whatever. And then when I got to really listen to it again, just go, fuck, man, this is a powerful, deep, hard record. Like just you, content wise, lyrically, musically, it, it really. And I think that was kind of the thing. It wasn't even like a nostalgia thing. It was almost a, a reintroduction for me of, yeah. of just how great Stained is and was, especially back then in their heyday. You know, and I, I thought that was that. That's what I love about about doing this this podcast with you is, is being able to go. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember that record. And then listening to that record and being like or maybe i don't remember this record, you know like and it's like and to really and also to listen to it with you know uh, uh an older mindset than where i was back then because like back then you know i was 25 26 i was angry at everybody i hated the world i wanted you know to you know i was like metal is gonna cure cancer and you know i was, I was very <laughs> i was very just like get out of my way and now you know with with the sort of the the gift of hindsight i guess it's it's kind of cool to to put it on now and, and go oh man like yeah, like now I see why this record was so big, or now I right. see why this record is so impactful. Whereas back then it was, you know, I was working at Roadrunner, we were competing with all these other labels, and it was like, da, 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 you know, all these kinds of things. And now to go back and and see it and and really relive it is, uh, you know, really brings it, it brings all those old nostalgia right back to your the forefront. But it also makes me go, fuck, dude. Like I feel like I like now knowing it, it's like, man, I wish I could I could kind of go back to those days and really soak it in and let it appreciate. But you know, it's, it's nice to do that now. 
Yeah. And that stained record is definitely one of those records that now I'm like, that's going back in, in regular rotation in my, in my playlist. <laughs> the um, not to give any spoilers for next week's episode, but I've already went back and listened through one time of the album we're doing next week. And that was one of those things too. I put it on and I was like, Holy fuck, man, this is such a good record, man. Just start to finish is killer record. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Without giving it away, that record is still a, it's 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 always been a regular in my playlist yeah. ever since I got it. And when you guys uh, when you guys hear slash see who we're working <laughs> on who we're working with uh, this this week for for the next episode, I think you guys are gonna all be really really fucking stoked because yeah. I know I am. And it's uh, this is one of those things where it's like I'm I can't wait to take this deep dive into this record because it's yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be a good one. It's gonna reveal a lot of things that I think people just don't know at all. So. You just wait. Absolutely. And then uh, a couple other things on just kind of uh, uh, cleaning up everything, you know, getting to interview like Adam Ramey of Dropout Kings and uh, yeah. and uh, uh, Homeboy with um, Jeremy, uh, Jeremiah Mayhem of Concrete Dream, you Concrete know, Dream, right. getting those guys on kind of the, you know, the new, the new breed, yeah. if you want to, if you want to say, man, those guys coming up. And I'm just killing it too, man. So I'm enjoying, like you know, I'm I'm glad this this podcast isn't just one thing where we do one thing each week, you know. Yeah. Uh, I I do I I was trying to mix it up where we do two top fives, not back to back. But the way scheduling worked out, I was I have to throw this one out first. But uh, you know, top fives, uh, dis, you know, discography discussions. You know, shout out uh, Daniel Terry on that one. But uh, <laughs> you know, just talking about. Uh, you know, rankings and things like that, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun once we get all this. Uh, you know, just just yeah. rolling even more. And we have a lot of a lot of really cool interviews that we're gonna be doing in the next several months that are gonna really uh, really crack this whole thing open in a big yeah. big kind of way. You know, and I, I'm hoping that you know, uh, just like when you have with your talk to me podcast, you know, when there's nothing that 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 makes me like puts a bigger smile on my face than when I see like blabbermouth quote you <laughs> right. from there. You know, uh, I, I, if there's one thing I hope that this podcast does um, is, you know, it, it's, the, you know, it's not about this making money kind of blah, blah, blah. Uh, what I hope it does is helps bands that have maybe broken up, maybe get back together again, or, or at least maybe start talking again yeah, or, or something like that. I hope this podcast does something like that where it helps, you know, it, you know, not only just sort of maybe not change minds, but maybe it may just adjust minds or change minds on, on records that people might have thought were lame back in the day. But especially with bands that maybe broke up or, or you know, the relationship soured or, or, you know, people lost touch that maybe this this will help get people yeah. sort of reunited again. I really I really hope that's that's what this podcast kind of accomplishes, uh, you know, beyond just, you know, doing the deep dives and everything like that. I hope I hope something good like that kind of comes out of it. Absolutely. Well, I think on that, man, I think we'll uh, we'll kick it over to my interview with Maddie Mullins. And um, I guess we will talk to you guys next week. So if you guys are in, uh, enjoying the new pod, make sure you're sharing with your friends, your family, your, your best friend, your old friend. Yes. Call an old friend telling me, hey, you remember how much we loved new metal back in the day? Check out this podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, rate, review, That's subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, uh, so for new pod here, notfest.com, I'm Joshua Toomey. That's Ro Coley. And this is my chat with Maddie Mullins of Memphis Made
All right, guys, uh, welcome into New Pod here, notfest.com. Sitting here with the one and only Maddie Mullins. Maddie, how have you been, man? Awesome, dude. Cool. Yeah. You know, I, was, I was thinking today, man, is, is Maddie like, you know, is that going to be like a long term thing? Like, or will you ever be like Matthew Mullins or anything? So, by birth, I'm, I am Matthew Mullins. Um, and then a lot of my friends from my hometown call me Matt because that's, right. you know, what I went by growing up. But then, like, I guess shortly before I joined Memphis, you know, some of my friends started calling me Matty because we had so many Matts. It'd be like, hey, Matt, and like six guys would right. turn around, you know what I mean? Um, and then it just stuck. And, and nice. so who knows? I think I'll probably, I maybe I'll, I don't know, maybe I'll start going by Matthew, dude. That'd be, <laughs> Matthew switch Mullins. it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, like growing up, I'm a Josh and like there's yeah. a thousand Joshes. So like for the longest time, I was just to me to everybody. Oh, like, yeah. For some weird reason, like one person got to be Josh and it wasn't me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was like a couple of classes under us too. I don't understand how he got to be the Josh. You know what, dude? You shouldn't have been the Josh. That's right. This should have been the Josh. But also, to me, it's a sick name, though. Uh, to me, it's that's a cool, that's a cool name and nickname. I think it's awesome. Right. Yeah, my kid, my kids are like of the age now to where like people are starting to call them to me, which is hilarious. oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I and love then even that. even back in the day, like people, you know, when you would actually have to call a house phone. You know, people would call my house, and my dad would answer, and he'd be like, "They'd be like, can we speak to two me?" And he knew what they were asking for, yeah. but he'd still be like, "Which one?" Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, dude, and then, obligation of a dad yeah, to pull yeah. that dad joke every time, total, right? Total dad joke, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, so, remade in misery has been out for a little bit. You guys just released the misery video, yeah. Which, had I not seen the behind the scenes, I would have think, you know, thought you guys dropped like two million dollars on this. Yeah, video. right. But it, right. it looks amazing, man. Talk yeah. about the uh, kind of the behind the scenes on that one, dude. That's a cool. That's a cool question because I actually haven't talked about this on any like interview yet but yeah so there is this uh facility in atlanta called soapbox and they have a one-of-a-kind two million dollar um 40 capturing machine and so like the only other one in the world like it is owned by the military (laughs) um and so it's insane dude i mean there there's like 60 cameras and each camera has its own individual computer but they all work together and as it's capturing you, like you become, I mean, I guess like the best way to describe it would be like kind of like a metaverse character or whatever. So we didn't even know what we were going to do with the footage. We were just like, let's go shoot the video there because here's the coolest part about it. And I'm talking to all you band members out there. <laughs> Shooting music videos is miserable yeah. because you shoot all day long. So many takes, you get sweaty. There's makeup there. They're trying to like pat you down, but you're gross. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It's like they want to get so many angles of you and so many different things that they can do with footage. When you shoot in 4d, every single part of you is captured at the same time. So we all did one time through through the song one time, Um, which no matter what it would have cost, it would have been worth it. It's so awesome. You know what I mean? So we did one playthrough, but that one playthrough at the same time is like hundreds of thousands of gigabytes right. in data. So it's like it just for just for my one shot through the song, it took three days to export before I could even see it, before we could even play it back. It's crazy. <laughs> but you know, in the moment, whether you got something good or not, there's all these monitors where you can see like what's being captured. And so yeah, it was so sick. And if you like were to go in close, it doesn't look like um like it looks exactly like you, but it's like it looks like metaversy. You know what I mean? So it was just a really cool experience. I never thought we would do anything like that. So, um, and then we sent that footage to Ori McGinnis, who put it in Unreal Engine and created that world. And the the world from the make believe video is the same. It's it's it was made in in Unreal Engine. And I'm just like, dude, 
this is more exciting than even if we did drop some <laughs> right. crazy big budget. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't find that type of facility that's just like accessible. So, right. so it's so cool to just like put you in that world and bring the song to life. So anyways, I'm talking too much, but yeah. No, it's Soapbox. A, it's a what it's for. Yeah, it's a, the, the website is soapbox.us, I think. And that's okay. their Instagram too. Go and look at that. It is so dope. Yeah, the and the one thing we had talked about when um, you know the album came out. Yeah, you, know, you guys had released like nine singles beforehand. Yep. Yeah, and then but like Misery was is still my favorite track on the oh, album. Cool. So it's funny you. like you kind of you kind of kept that one. I was like, how did they release almost the entire album and still have bangers? You know, like yeah. waiting for you when you when you get home, dude. I, you know what? And it felt like when we finished the record, it felt like that to us. Anytime you create something, you're you're gonna like it. But to anybody in our team, like we all felt like this is an album full of singles. There's no reason we should put it out and let there be any deep cuts. Like right. let's, let's make everybody hear every single song. Um, but yeah, like technically the album's only been out for a year, but some of these songs have been out for two years, yeah, you know, so blood and water and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's still so much life in this album cycle. Um, and we have some cool stuff planned and it's going to get rowdy. So, yeah, it's, it's funny. I was thinking about this too, with the, with the way you guys release so much of the album prior to it coming out, mm -hmm. then you release the album itself. Yep. But then now you're still able to release videos and singles from it. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's an album cycle. I think a lot of people can, can kind of take a look at and maybe take it as a blueprint to do, because the one thing that was nice, every time you guys released a single, it would, it would just add on to the, the Spotify playlist. Yeah. So it would, it would be like, all right, I want to hear this song. And then it would play the next three. Yeah. And then another song. So you listen to that one, play the next four, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. it just kind of kept coming. And then you know, back in the day when we're growing up and we're, our favorite bands are coming out, typically you would get one single, then the album, and then singles after that. Yeah. So yeah. now this is almost like the reverse back to that, mm -hmm. to where all the singles came out, then the album came out, and then now you're still releasing singles from it, and, it, and it's kind of like a... Uh, a almost a new way to kind of look at releasing a record. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, I, for me, it's something I've always wanted to do. But then during COVID, like, the internet was so unbelievably negative And everyone was like, what? music is gone. <laughs> and, like, you're never going to tour again and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what, dude? Let's take a risk. Yeah. I was like, let's just do this because I don't know what the future looks like. Everyone's being so crazy. Like, But, yeah, all that to say, like, it really turned out cool. I don't know if we'll do that again or, or what. But um, it... You know, I'm stoked about it. Yeah, right. yeah I'm stoked. Yeah, it just kind of shows that the... I mean, obviously, it just shows how great of a record it was. Obviously, it was my t number one album of 2022. That's so yeah. sick, dude. And, yeah, uh, I really uh, appreciate you on that. This is obviously the, the new pod here on, on NotFest. So what was kind of your, your history with new metal, kind of growing up and listening to that and getting into it? Well, I'm glad that you told me about this earlier because that's <laughs> such a massive question. Um and man, I think new metal is like really making its way back into yeah, everything right now. And it's so cool to see because I mean, dude, Papa Roach and everything was like such a big deal to me growing mm -hmm. up. Like me and my friends were out skating and I wasn't allowed to listen to that at home. So <laughs> I'd go over to their house and like last resort would be on. I'm like, this is insane. So yeah, I wrote some ideas down. Number one, definitely Infest. I think that, I mean, for me, right, everyone's got their own little pockets or whatever, but that was like the record, right? Um, P.O.D. Satellite. Right. Um, that was one that I was allowed to listen to at home. <laughs> so I, I got a lot of that one, which was ripping. Um, Disturbed, The Sickness, you, no one can deny that. I don't care if you like Disturbed or not. I think they're so <laughs> sick. And The Sickness was so sick. Right. Um, System of a Down, self-titled. 
right. um, and Corn self-titled. Right. Both those albums, iconic for new metal, just in general. So yeah, those were my five picks. But I've got a whole list below that that I was like, <laughs> the, what, the about, also what about you know, like yeah. So uh, Limp Bizkit, obviously, right. you know, um, yeah. Anyways, I'd go on forever. But yeah, those were iconic albums for sure. So let's dive into the POD. Tons of hits on that record, and another one that. Skating was a big deal to me when I was young, and that's really when I got to escape and kind of listen to whatever I wanted to. POD was allowed in my house, which was cool, but, like, you know, parents were pretty strict, so, like, you know, you know, bands like Corn and, and bands like Disturb and stuff like that, like, either I was in my brother's car and he had that on the radio, or I was out skating and... Well, we'll talk about that. I mean, obviously, you're growing up listening to new metal, but kind of having to sneak it, you know? Yeah. When you, when you would come in with, like, a POD, would you come in and be like, here's the lyric sheet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Here, you know, here's yeah. everything. Like, I swear they're, you know, like they're, yeah. they're, they're not ironically talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it's like, you know, like, with Youth of the Nation and stuff like that, it's like, you could even just take that one song to your parents and be like, see? <laughs> this is positive, you right. know? Um, and, then, and then it was, like, all clear from there because you listen to the rest of the songs and you're in your bedroom and they don't know what being said anyways, right. you know what I mean uh, but yeah man it was cool like skating and listening to music was was an escape for me and that's like when I was skating was when the new metal era was like explosive right. and so that was a lot of what I heard you know I was down at the skate park we had some cool skate skate parks in Spokane where I grew up there was like this um, downtown bridge and then the city built this huge like concrete um, skate park underneath one of the bridges yeah. and it just got all tagged up with graffiti and it looked all sweet and there was like these giant like you know 12 foot ramps was yeah. like tons of verb the drop in it was crazy um but it was uh yeah that was my thing it's so funny you said that i think we're right down the road from the skate park and it's under the under the uh, interstate oh cool yeah <laughs> so. i wonder if that's a common thing i don't maybe that's a common thing actually i, I think there are two skate parks near us and they're both under the interstate okay yeah so, <laughs> so. We're, we're not special in spokane <laughs> <laughs> so maybe yeah. that's the uh, maybe that's the you know urban planning where they're like all right we'll just throw it under the you know, under the yeah, interstate. Put it in, put it out there with the homeless under the bridge. You know, <laughs> we don't want to look at the skaters, right? Um, yeah, no, dude, I, I was totally the kid that had the, you know, bar of wax and just waxing up like government building, right. you know, ledges and skating. <laughs> right. um, me and all my buddies. Anyways, that's off topic, but yeah, that's no, all good, man. Um, so just over the years, I mean, with with Memphis May Fire getting to play with you know, kind of the new, new metal era bands. I mean, are the, are there a few that kind of stick out to where you're like. Tonight, I got to go watch the headliner. I got to go side stage. I got to, you know, what's... what's well, yeah, what's and I mean, on? what's even crazier is that, like, a lot of these guys are, are, are friends now. Yeah. And, I dude, that's still so crazy to me. Like, I'll get a text from Jacoby, just like, hey, what's up, brother? How's your heart? Or whatever. And I'm just like, <laughs> you just got it for a second. You're just yeah. like, oh, that's the homie. And then you're just like, but, dude, that's you know, true. like, yeah. go back to, you know, 12-year-old 12 year, 12 year you and be, and be thankful that that's even something that happens. Yeah. Um you know, Head from Corn has become a really close friend, been out to my house for like a lot of different like bonfires and dinners. And it, it's even cooler. And I want to and I want to go watch everybody that's headlining yeah. every festival. It's always fun to see that no matter what. But like it's even cooler when you get to know how genuine and sweet the people in the bands are right. that were making the music that influenced you, you know, like really, truly down to earth humans. And dude, Papa Roach, I would say that they are my favorite band right now. I don't even know if like, <laughs> you know, like back, back then I only got to, you know, absorb what I was able to absorb when I was away from my parents. And then, so, you know, I had a lot of other influences, a lot of like Christian music and stuff like yeah. that. And now like being friends with the guys in Papa Roach and having toured with them. And I think that they are putting out, that they have continuously put out the best music of their career, one album after the next, after the next, after the next. And their latest work is, I mean, dude, it's unreal. 
You know, like every time I hear a new tune from them on the radio or whether I just like listen to it on streaming or whatever, it's always that feeling of, oh, I wish I wrote that chorus. You know what I mean? It's never like, oh, I could get into that or I could get used to that. But it's like that speaks to me on such a deep level. Um, and yeah, Jacoby and, and just who he is as a person, um, his little brother Bryson, who's done content for us on multiple tours, who does Papa Roach con- content. The whole family is so dope. Kobe's kids. I mean, like, yeah, they're just one in a million, you yeah. know? That was one That was one band at, that, at Louder Than Life last year. You know, we went out there to check him out, and he can just orchestrate a crowd. Dude, you know, I'm telling you what, like, how much older he is than me and playing before them every night and then him going up and just ripping me to shreds. <laughs> I mean, like, he is, he is 100 times the performer that I am wow. at my age, at his age, right? It's like he is just, like, incredible to watch. And, I mean... I, I think that the era of the of rock stars is over for, for multiple reasons, but I genuinely think that Kobe's one of the last living actual rock okay. stars. Yeah. You know, like our, our generation's rock star or his generation's rock star. He's just like, yeah, he's incredible live. He's a great singer, a great performer, a, a crowd leader, like you said. Right. I mean, like, dude. Yeah, he's built for it. He's born for it, you know? <laughs> right. Um, kind of diving into Disturbed, man. I mean, what, what, what drew you to them? I mean, when, when, you know, the sickness came out and, like, you know, all of that was on the radio and, and was hyped so hard. It, I mean, it was that. Then there was, like, Puddle of Mud around the same time frame. And, like, there was just this different tone being brought into rock music. And Disturbed had such a, obviously, you know, like David's got his own thing that's like so specific to him, you know? But it stood out in such a way that it's like, not only am I like in it and I'm bobbing my head and I'm stoked, but like, (laughs) but also I've never heard anything like this before, you know? Like it's got me bobbing 10 seconds in and I also am brand new to this sound. That's hard to do, you know? Like there was no, it was instantly awesome, instantly sick, no pun intended. Like it was like, (laughs) It, it was it was like, in, like captivating. Mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and they've continued to put out music that's captivating. And David's like at the top of his game as a singer. It's insane live, you yeah. know. Um, so yeah. And you can also awesome. find him on Tinder if you. Uh, if oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that story no, yet. He, well, he, he he recently I guess got divorced and oh, really? he actually put himself on Tinder. And then he got called out on Twitter. Oh no! Of, of someone was trying to say, hey, someone's trying to. You know, uh, uh, you know, be you impersonate you, yeah, impersonate you, and he goes, "No, that's me," (laughs) and he he owned it. You know, I love it. Let the man live his life. Yeah, (laughs) you know, swipe right on uh, on David Drake. Yeah, (laughs) and I do, I do want to mention Limp Biscuit, even though I didn't put them in my top five. It's like obviously that record, even at my house, and I'm talking about chocolate starfish and hot flavored water. Even at my house, like on karaoke nights, because we do a a karaoke night every new year's eve at my house and it like it's explosive it's crazy right we bring in like a whole pa system and everything and uh and there is always a limp biscuit song every year that's the one thing like without fail there's always going to be someone that does limp biscuit because it's iconic for karaoke live shows i think their new record is so sick too i think it's like so true to them and so and just yeah blah blah but yeah i was papa roach infest pod satellite disturb the sickness system of a down self-titled um, when I was in uh, middle school, going into high school, I think is when that uh, record came out, and it was just like you would you would see kids like with their headphones on and their and their hood up, yeah. like listening to it, like because they didn't know if like they're gonna get in trouble <laughs> for listening to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then you, and that's another one that was just so like magnetic and addictive, mm-hmm. and 
wild. You know what I mean? Like it was so unexpected. Yeah, that that was the one that that I'm, I've told the story a few times. So sorry for everybody listening that's already heard the story. But you know, when I first heard it, I didn't like it. I was like, ah, this is too too clowny. It's too, too much. Too yeah, goofy, yeah, right, too right. Silly. And then we actually we actually drove up here to, to Louisville to see them. Uh, they opened for Fear Factory. Oh, whoa! On, uh, it was it was check out this lineup for a new metal. Uh, Fear Factory, System of a Down, Head PE, <laughs> Spine Shank. No like, way! That's like, a sick show, know, dude. And you know, two hundred people there. You know, no, oh, you know that wow. whole thing. Wow! And uh, and I watched System of a Down, and I was just like. You know, no pun intended. I was mesmerized. Yeah, I was, I was right. just staring at Surge. Right, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm a lifelong fan now." And we yep. actually went the next day to Memphis to New uh, New Daisy. That's cool. We saw the ne- the same tour the next day in New Daisy because we were just you know young and, yep. and like we're going to Memphis. And, so, now. and sometimes you know something can seem gimmicky when yeah. it's not, and and you see it live and you're like, "Okay, I totally get it." Yeah, you know what well, I mean. That's, that's it. I mean, I'll if you watch any documentary about any pop star any, because you always just assume machine somebody put this together right blah, blah, blah. but then you watch any documentary in any band and you're like well maybe they really do they you know they maybe they really were talented and they just put this band together you know 100 percent. and it's crazy yeah. no matter i can watch a documentary about any musician and walk away like all right i guess i do kind of like them now <laughs> yeah 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 totally i mean when you get to know someone's story and why they make the music they do yeah. it makes even more sense to you and then it's a whole new way to connect but sometimes the mystery of not knowing those things and letting the music mean to you what it means to you without even knowing what it meant to right. the artist is really the special thing but yeah man i think uh System of a Down was way ahead of their time, way ahead of their time. And still to this day, I think, are untouched with what they do. You know, no one has come in and done it like them. Yeah, they, I mean, they always kind of talk about them trailing off, but I mean, even the mesmerized, hypnotized, yeah. this album, like all that yeah. stuff has great stuff on it. Hundred percent. You know, no matter even if they, they even and ki- if, killing life, huge yeah. numbers, life. Like oh, they, yeah. they draw, they sell tickets still. I mean, like I don't they, know, they headlined sick new world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you can say whatever you want, but it's like they, you know, they're a sick band. Yeah. They're also one of those bands too that that. You know, went away, and so when they come back, people freak out. You know, yeah, they're like modern day like Glassjaw or something. You know, hundred percent. Like those bands that just went away and like, holy shit! You, you they're only going to play four shows this year, so you yeah, better, you better go see them. You know. Yeah, 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 dude. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Well, uh, as we kind of wrap up, and uh, you know, just kind of turning lanes a little bit. I mean, you're, you're here in town for an emo night. Yeah, uh, you did one in Nashville. I saw the I saw some I guess flyers for it a while back. Yeah, you did an emo night down there. How how are you enjoying kind of these emo night uh, emo nights? Dude, it's so cool. So the first one I ever did was in Phoenix and this, um, you know, this emo night promoter there had reached out to me and I was like, okay, um, definitely not a DJ. Um, I have no DJ equipment. I don't claim to be a DJ. So when they put like DJ set by Maddie Mullins, I'm always like, but, um, I found out quickly that like, I just get up there with a microphone and sing along to these songs that I've loved for years and people have a good time doing that. And I was like, I'll do these every day of my life. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, this is like my 10th or something like that. Um, the one in Nashville was nuts, dude. Like it was at marathon music works. Great venue. So many people. Yeah. Like, I mean, it looked like any tour package that would come through that room. It was crazy. Um, and so much fun. They had like a live emo band that played or whatever. But this one, so this bar is owned by Kevin from Knockloose. Mm-hmm. And um, he had just messaged me on Instagram. So here's a funny story about this. Right. He messaged me on Instagram. I didn't know that he had this bar. And he was like, hey, all he said was, hey, it's our anniversary. Um, 
would you do an appearance at Losers? And I was like, oh my gosh, so there's a Losers in Nashville, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was like thinking that he wanted me to come and make some sort of appearance at him and his girls. Right anniversary right. at losers in Nashville. And he was like, what would you charge? And I'm like, nothing. Like, <laughs> I, of course I want to come and see you guys and right, celebrate right, right. you and, and all that. Um, I just didn't know. Like I was like ca- caught off guard. Um, and then like the next day he's like, so, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, and, and, and he was like, it's just right kind of by Louisville, you know, like mm-hmm. in Indiana. And I'm like, Oh, and it all made sense. And I was like, it's an emo night for the anniversary <laughs> of the bar right. a few hours away. I get it. Um, so yeah, so I was like, let's do this. So I came out and, um, you know, it'll be the same thing where I just sing along and I guess there's like a foam party. I've never been a part of a foam party before. Uh, nice. so hopefully it's sick. It sounds sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Losers they went to. It's a, it's, it's a fun bar. I mean, like, Every time my wife and I go there, we always leave like going like if we were in our twenties, like we would be here every day. Oh, really? You know what I'm it's That's like, awesome. It's like one of those vibes. It's just cool. got, that, got a cool vibe to it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just uh, it, it, so when when you go back to him and you're like, um, well, actually, my fee is. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> you already yeah, told dude. him you would do it for. Free. Well, it's a million dollars yeah, then, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. you got to pay for those sweet videos. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for green screens, man. Well, Maddie Mullins, man, it has been an absolute blast, and uh, you know, dude. when Maddie Mullins is 20 minutes from your house, you got to go, you know, grab an interview with him. So yeah. Bro, thank you for having me. And thank you so much for being such a big supporter of the band and having me on this. Like, I am fully aware that we are not a new metal band. Right. Um, and I'm not trying to front in that way. We definitely have new metal influences. Definitely, like, a big part of me growing up and skating and everything. So I feel honored to be a part of this. Right. Um, thank you so much for having me. It's very Absolutely, cool. Absolutely, man. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for listening to New Pod. Follow to me at Talk To Me Talk and Row at War Machine Merch. Rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends. Until next week, keep it new.